Welcome to Watch the Media. I'm John Schrader. After a little summer hiatus, we're back with a fresh show this week. We featured two of our recent Nebraska grads who are working together on a media enterprise, a podcast titled Athletes Unfiltered. Adrian Martinez and Jeff Ekstrom will learn how they got together, what their podcast is all about, and where they hope to go in the future, and a bit more than that. As it turns out, Adrian and Jeff were first in the classroom together. They didn't know each other, but first together in the classroom as freshmen in my Introduction to Sports Media class in the fall of 2018. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. Um, definitely one of my favorite classes. And I'm not just saying that to say it. Uh, I, I love sports media and I, I love the topics we covered and um, some of the things that we got to dive into. I ended up going down into the business path and I mean, business was fine and, and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't as engaging and it wasn't as fun for me. Um, and also like there were a ton of people in that class that I knew and we all had a really good time with it. So I enjoyed it. And yeah, it was my first semester. It wasn't my first class, but it was like my first semester being in season and, and all the experiences that came with that. Um, I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first big classes that I attended. It was really cool. Yeah. The, some of the content we went over was really cool and just being able to discuss things. But I remember Alec Rome, roommate and best friend, we had the same class together. Um, and then that was actually the same time that uh, I had met D Dustin Stortzum, another uh, big friend of ours that we met freshman year. So uh, met some new people um, and just kind of, yeah, that was obviously introductory into the sports media world. So yeah, that's always, it's always a class that I'll remember. We talked about some things that you probably didn't talk about a lot in high school. Is that correct? We talked about gender and race and ethnicity and identity and those kinds of things. Do, do people talk about those kinds of things in school, in high school? Um, no, I'll, I'll say, I mean, there's, I think that maybe now the conversation is a lot more, um, you know, prevalent in high school, but when I was in high school, it really wasn't a topic that was addressed that much, you know, and, and I would say, I'll say this, luckily for me in California, there's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of, um, kind of, I, I would say natural inclusion, just because, you know, there, there's every race there's, there's, uh, you know, you could say every every gender, you know, there, there was a lot of, um, you know, just how it is in California. I don't know how else to put it. So coming to the Midwest, that was definitely different. And I'd say those conversations, they didn't seem foreign to me. Like it, it wasn't so taboo. While in the Midwest, I would say those conversations were a little bit different for some kids who maybe not have experienced that. Yeah, that was always a topic that obviously there was an implication just that we at high school, we all support diversity and um, just uh, accessibility for everyone and everything like that. Uh, but that really wasn't a discussion that was really addressed in high school. And I mean, being from a small town in the middle of Nebraska, it's not like there's much uh, um, exposure to diversity and whatnot. So that was a tougher um conversation in high school luckily i've been exposed to a lot of stuff before coming to college so i was comfortable with that but yeah that wasn't a topic until college that was really addressed so let me ask you guys this as long as i brought up the subject here did you find that the conversations you have in class or maybe among yourselves in college changed maybe considerably after or I don't want to say post-pandemic, uh, but after the kind of slowdown, shutdown pandemic and uh, post-George Floyd in 2020. Yeah, you know, I would say those topics became a lot more prevalent. They became, um, you know, it, it was like the front page news. You know, you couldn't ignore it. And it had to be brought up in class. It had to be brought up in, in those type of forums. Now, for me, again, like being in business type classes, we didn't talk about that stuff too much, which I kind of missed, you know, I wasn't in those arenas to discuss those topics. It was like, all right, like, let's talk about marketing. Let's, let's talk about how things are affecting the market. Let's talk about, oh, accounting, like those things aren't 
I mean, for lack of a better term, like they're just not as affected by those type of things. You know, we're not looking at it that way, but, you know, it was hard not to engage in that on social media and have those conversations with friends, um, which I definitely did have. Yeah. A wonderful part of college is that you become part of a friend group that's going through this very unique path of life or in your early twenties, you're trying to find your career, you're trying to find your way and you're doing that with friends along the way. And so you kind of build a deeper relationship and going through the pandemic together with my friend group specifically, we had to grow up real quick. That forced everyone to grow up real quick. We, part of our lives got taken away with the pandemic. And I think um, one that helped us become more mature and figure all, all that out, but it also made us attack, I guess, those topics of talking about everything. And I think that's a good thing. Um, but obviously with the pandemic, it really did take away some of our time in college and um, had us grow up uh, where um, we might not have been able to enjoy things as much. But I think one of the big things about that is being able to attack those topics. And I think that really did come to life more uh, with the pandemic and everything like that. Okay, gentlemen, you are are now in an enterprise together. And since before your senior year in college, um, you created a, a podcast called Athletes Unfiltered. Um, give us an idea of how the two of you got together um, for that enterprise. Jeff? So, yeah, so uh, it was an interesting story. And John, obviously, you're uh, heavily involved with this. Um, so one day, um, I get a call from John. Um, he's like, how's it going? And uh, I got a little, I got a little uh, thing for you here. Adrian Martinez, uh, my eyes pop up open a little bit, is looking for a podcast partner. And John, you said you thought of me. And I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. Because in the past, I had done podcasts before, most notably with Alec, um, poker podcast called Checking the Nuts. We did it with Poker News, which is the number one poker news site in the world. Um, we did a podcast through them. And um, John, knowing my background in sports and podcasts, you thought I'd be a great uh, partner. And so um, created a group chat uh, with Adrian in it and reached out to um, Adrian. We talked about what we wanted for the show. And uh, we really wanted to create a platform um, for athletes to be able to speak their mind on any topic whatsoever and kind of give them a platform to just talk freely compared to other aspects where they're kind of maybe restricted of what they talk about. So um, we really focused in on that as the kind of theme of the podcast. And then um, it took off and I think we've produced some really cool stuff. And um, Adrian, I bet you have some things to add on to that, but it's you know, been, it's been a fun ride. I don't want to interrupt you here, Adrian, but I probably got the chronology in the wrong order here. Uh, it started before that with a, with a phone call, Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. So I had this idea and it was just really, I, I hadn't got all the details hammered out. I kind of thought of what I wanted to do and, you know, Hey, I, why not create a podcast? You know, I feel like it'd be kind of first of its kind. One of, I mean, we were definitely at the frontier of this, of college athletes making um, a podcast. And I was like, well, there's one person I know who could help me, who would be a resource to me and would help me kind of figure this idea out. And I know I needed a co-host, someone who knew the ins and outs of podcasting, who, um, you know, would help me along in this process and be a great co-host. So I called you, Professor Schrader, and I was like, hey, you know, are there any College of Journalism students that you think would be a good fit with me who could help me? I kind of told you what I needed what I was looking for. And you gave me some advice on, you know, how to go about the process. And then you introduced me to Jeff and things took off from there. And I'm really lucky that you did that. And you introduced me to such a, a great partner in Jeff that he's been real patient with me. He's also, um, you know, like shown me the ropes. I mean, when we were first starting, I, I had no idea, like, yeah, I can answer interview questions and, and kind of stand up there at the podium, but it's, it's a different thing to do a podcast and, you know, scripting out the questions. There's stuff that he does that I don't think anyone else would do. So, you know, I think you introduced me to the perfect person. You gave me some solid advice. You know, I will tell you one of the hardest things to do when you talk about broadcasting and, and podcasting is a, 
sort of form of broadcasting, right? Many of the principles are the same. You're talking to one person in the audience, you're, you're communicating, you're managing the time, you're, you're entertaining, you're trying to be interesting and edgy and fresh and all of those things. So it's really has all those broadcasting principles. The X factor is not, can I, can I put two bright people together, which happened here, Adrian and Jeff, these two bright guys together, they'll figure it out, but it's the chemistry. That is the hardest thing to figure out. Uh, you listen to radio shows and they switch partners and they this guy goes to work with that guy and that show didn't work. And it's often because the chemistry didn't work. Did you guys feel like the chemistry was working from the beginning? And, and if not, how did you make sure it happened? I'll tell it from my perspective. I felt like even the first episode, I think it really clicked after the first episode or two. And it's not like the first couple episodes were bad by any means. And there's obviously that feeler process of getting to know um, how each of us speaks and just getting used to that uh, um, and just getting a nice dynamic between both of us. But I really thought um, that we got a really solid start. And then about three, four episodes in, we really found our stride. I, I didn't really think there was kind of a big buffer area where we had any issues finding that out it was just a nice seamless transition and yeah by the time we got to the third fourth episode i think we really hit the ground running um, so yeah at least that's from my perspective yeah yeah you know I, I would definitely agree um i will say like i didn't know jeff too much and i had this great relationship with all these guys on the team so i was i was bringing him in and like hey this conversation needs to be unfiltered. It needs to be more natural. Like you can be comfortable with this guy. And I had to be continue to get comfortable with Jeff and continue to kind of bring these guys along and be like, Hey, this, this guy's on our side. You know what I mean? Like we'll, we'll be good and we can have a good conversation in here. And I didn't, I didn't know how it'd go at first. We kind of hit it off and, and you made things really easy, which helped, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, some of that stuff just happens naturally over time. I think, you know, the more we get to know each other, the more, like you said, we get a feel for how each other talks, like when to fill in the space, who's going to say this, who's going to ask the questions, you know, even now, like I'll kind of go off, go left field, you know, and talk about this and Jeff be like, okay, let's bring us back here. And let's, let's keep talking about like this. And it's like, yeah, that's, I think that's just part of the feel. And like, he understands that. And I understand that he's going to get us back on track, you know? So how much do you do you plan the program and how much of it do you hope goes into left field? Because oftentimes that's where the, the fun part of the conversation goes. Yeah, so I we have a Google Doc and I put down a format and everything. I put down questions. Usually I put it in chronological order of whoever guests we're having. Um, usually a uh, list of questions about the recruitment and how they ended up at Nebraska or wherever they went to school, how their career went and now what they're doing now. So it's really just the, a basic line of questions throughout their playing and professional careers. Um, but we totally, that's only kind of a loose structure. Um, and we both know that we could talk about those topics, but if we get off to arrange it somewhere, that is perfectly fine. So uh, we do have set amount of questions, but really we go in there just hoping we can find something that we can all just kind of uh, rant or really go in on and everything. So it's really, um, it's a really flexible structure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's been pretty much our structure since the beginning. And yeah. that's, what's fun about it. I try and let those guys know and show them like, this is the order of things. And like, Hey, we could talk about whatever, go off wherever, and things will come up naturally. And I, I like to keep that element of it. I don't want to be held down too much to a structure because I think that just limits the conversation. And, and most of the time we get there with our guests that, all right, talking about this, oh, this kind of story comes up. Let's, let's keep talking about that. Cause this guy's interested in that. We're interested in it. We don't necessarily need to hear about, you know, oh, I came from Louisiana, you know, like, all right, let's talk about, oh, this crazy story in the NFL, you know. How much do you want this to be? I mean, clearly the name of the uh, podcast is Athletes Unfiltered, but how deep do you want to go in being absolutely honest and deep and, and get feelings from 19, 20, 21 year old athletes who may not be as, um, as uh, media trained as, 
as um, like NFL players are, NBA players, uh, occasionally um, people say things that they, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. How far do you want to go with young people in this program? Uh, yeah, I think we want to go as deep as they're comfortable with. Um, we've gotten a lot of deep conversations, um, and Adrian, you'll remember that too, but I think one that stands out, talking about some like deep life stuff was when we had Jojo Doman and his brother Brock come on and just talk about grinding through the football life and going through some adversity um, and just being really comfortable talking about those hard topics of being an athlete in the 21st century. Um, and obviously we know there's some things that, people can't talk about because one, it would just not look good, not look good and it would affect the team and everything like that. But we want them to be as deep as they can or uncomfortable with, because obviously athletes unfiltered, we want them to talk about topics that aren't usually talked about at press conferences and whatnot. Um, and Adrian, I would feel like you would feel the same sentiment. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll give somewhat of an opposite example. Like we recently had Jack Stoll on and there were some things he was going through at the end of his senior season that he didn't really want to talk about or share um, the level of detail that would have, I mean, for me, it definitely would have made the story more interesting. And I kind of knew the backstory, but it would affect a, a number of other people. And, and I understand that. And, and those things happen. So I'm still trying to figure that out, you know, still trying to figure out how do I navigate around this and still make this an interesting story for the listener that, feels like, oh, they are getting enough detail to where like, oh, we're, we're getting the insider scoop, but it's it's also not hurting other people or, or making the guy we're interviewing look like a bad guy. You know, we talked about this. You might have been a freshman, might have been the time of your class, Adrian, when um, uh, you said I'm a business major, but I'm al I've always been interested in sports media. I've always been interested. Maybe one day I'd like to... Um, be a broadcaster or something. I'm not really sure. Um, do you still feel that way that maybe uh, at some point in your life that this would be something that you'd like to do more regularly? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, I don't know what that path looks like, you know, uh, right now I'm, I'm still in pursuit of, of my NFL dreams, you know, playing at the next level. And um, I think the best case scenario is that can segue into a career that's involves sports media in some way now whether that's uh on a local level or whether that's on more of a national level i'm not sure but uh i it's something that i, I just enjoy doing too much to probably not do it all you know mm -hmm. adrian martinez is a former quarterback at the university of nebraska now at kansas state and jeff ekstrom is a graduate of the university of nebraska um, adrian graduated a little bit earlier than jeff because he took summer classes and all these other things, but they're the same age and are working together on a, on a uh, program called Athletes Unfiltered. I'm John Schrader, and this is Watch the Media. When you created this podcast, did you expect it to be a money-making or money-earning enterprise? And again, either one of you can tackle that. Yeah, I'll say initially that wasn't the motivation. It definitely wasn't the motivation. I had NIL on the horizon. Like at the time we were creating this, NIL hadn't passed yet. But I knew this could be a great outlet to, oh, this could work out for NIL. We could make money from this. Um, but it wasn't the initial motivation. I wanted just to get our voices heard in a different way, on a different platform where we could tell stories that people hadn't heard. You can get to know guys that uh, – on more of a personal level, um, like Cam Jurgens, like Austin Allen, those type of guys that uh, had only just been on the podium. So that was the initial motivation. Now where we're at in this present day, um, yeah, you know, I think we have the ability to make ad revenue, but that's something that just hasn't happened for us yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously with NIL is on the horizon of creating it, but I think um, yeah, it was, I think it was a really cool entity that we created to give these athletes a platform. I would just um, add on, yeah, to what Adrian said. I mean, 
Um, it wasn't the main motivation at all, but we could sense that NIL was on the horizon, like Adrian said. And uh, it, again, it, I think it just worked both ways for both of us. Obviously, coming aboard with Adrian to be able to help tell these stories of these athletes are uh, I'm a storyteller. And that's the those are the things I live for. So I think it, it benefited both of us. And it's been it's been awesome so far. So let me ask you this now. Um, Jeff, you're the professional uh, media man. Um, one hopes you're going to have a full-time job one of these days, right? Yes. And Adrian, you're the, the athlete. We know one thing that just rankles professional broadcasters, especially, and professional journalists, is that, the, th- that athletes will talk to each other more comfortably than they will talk with a professional media person. Um, have you found that to be, that, it, that, that, that maybe Adrian, Jeff, that that maybe even as far as Jack Stoll went or as far as Cam Jurgens went, that he might not have opened up to Steve Sippel or to Sam McEwen or to Kevin Suits, the local TV guy, but he opened up to you. Do you guys find that to be the case? Yeah, I'd say absolutely. And it helps right now that the people that we interview, I know, and you know, they personally know me. I think that helps make the conversation more natural. Um, they open up a bit more, but in general, I'd say, yes, you know, athlete to athlete, there's some sort of like a shared struggle, a shared experience that in my mind opens the door to more natural and and deeper conversations. I think that's what makes our podcast awesome. In my opinion is we have the best of both worlds because there's some things I just, I just don't know. And Jeff does, and he can make it a better experience for all of us. Yeah, I think it's a really good fit because obviously I think it just works better having an athlete in there like Adrian and just be able to relate to on a certain level. Cause obviously I'm a media guy. I, I don't know what it's like to go as a daily grind as a collegiate athlete. Um, but I'm there to kind of help move the discussion along. And, um, and I think it's just a perfect combination of media and athlete interviewing these athletes. And John, uh, you know, with running a podcast, you, uh, after the interview, you can have a sense of whether that was like a legitimate good interview or whether maybe they're hiding something or whatnot. And, and I mean, with what we've done, there's not, if not at all, been anywhere. I'm like, they were really, really hiding something. So uh, I think it, I think it's just, like I said, a great combination. It's been awesome. So how do you then, Jeff, as the storyteller, as the trained journalist, as the guy who wants to dig as deep as possible, how do you then um, um, feel when sometimes you know you just can't quite go there? You'd like to, but you can't quite go there. Yeah, sometimes it hurts a little bit, but you know, that's the <laughs> that's the way the business goes because you sometimes you have to realize that uh, that some questions just don't need to be asked, and it's not worth asking for um, what could come of that. So I think it's a really uh, interesting balancing act, uh, but I feel like that I've been able to get that right. Um, and we haven't had any of those situations. So, but I think it's an it's an interesting, place that I've been put in compared to my other roles, other places where I have to be that balancing act of moving discussion forward and everything, but not getting like too controversial with questions and whatnot. Cause that's ultimately not necessarily what the podcast is about. It's about getting to know these athletes on a relatable level as a human level. Um, so, but it, it's been really fun and interesting to be put in a spot like that. So Adrian, would you now consider yourself a a professional broadcaster, professional podcaster? Uh, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'm still an amateur, but uh, I definitely have some experience, so that helps. Don't you catch yourself sometimes, though, uh, as Jeff was saying, you, you you that question comes to you and you want to dig a little bit deeper, you want to follow up and get something? Do you do you catch yourself doing that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so you're closer then to being a professional. Yeah. That, that's what we do, yeah. right? That's what we yeah, do. Yeah. I mean, like I know, I know there's more to the story and I know it would make for a great story, but it kind of goes back to what I, I was saying earlier. It's like, I, I also know the implications of that story. And, and especially recently, I've been on the wrong side of, of saying certain things that get taken out of context. And I don't want to do that to the guys I interview. I hope that 
the thing that blows up is something that's genuine and not taken out of context and kind of used against that person, you know? And that's something I fear um, for the guy, for the guys that we interview. And I don't want that. I want it to just be good stuff. And yeah, maybe funny stories or this or that, but not something controversial. Like all good broadcasters or podcasters, you've created a perfect segue for me. Thank you. Um, and that is some things that you want to be unfiltered are unfiltered. And then somebody in Manhattan doesn't like what you said, or somebody in Lincoln doesn't like what you said about Nebraska, or they just heard the two sentences in the middle of a, of a two minute long monologue about something. So how do you, how do you deal with that um, from what you say in the podcast, not necessarily what you might've said in the podium or what you might've told a reporter, but from the podcast and people say, well, Adrian said this and you, you think, wait a minute, I said that, but here's the whole thing I said. And so how do you handle that? Yeah. Um, on the podcast, Personally, the things that I say, I, I feel very confident that it's, it, it's just a different feeling. Like it's, it's our platform. It's, it's athletes unfiltered. And the things I say here, I, I almost feel like I'm in a safe space, but for the person we're interviewing, um, that's something that, that we haven't had any problems with. Uh, but we'll see as we continue on this journey, you know, it's, it's something that you have to continue to navigate. So has the podcast changed much since you left for Manhattan? Um, are you doing it as often as the nature of the program being changed? It, it definitely, we definitely haven't been doing it as often. Um, it's just, we're navigating schedules uh, and it's kind of ever changing and I'm, I'm getting used to being in Manhattan and, you know, you're a new guy to the team and, and all the things that I'm I'm going after here, um, you know, it, it requires a lot of time, a, a big time commitment. And, you know, I think that's been really good for me as a player, but my free time has definitely been cut down and that's fine. That happens, but um, still navigating a consistent schedule. Do you guys see this going on um, for as long as possible? I mean, Adrian, you'd like to play in the NFL. Uh, Jeff, you'd like to be a, um, a well-paid professional broadcaster, reporter, storyteller at some point. Is this something you guys would like to continue doing until? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would like so, uh, like too. Uh, obviously, we both have our, have our different paths in terms of our career and Adrian playing his last year of football at K-State and hopefully continuing after that. Um, and obviously seeing where I go. So um, things are certainly up in the air at this point, but that's not because we don't want to do it. It just, because we just have to see what happens um, and we'll get that figured out and we'll decide that here at some point down the road. But it's certainly something that I would like to continue because I think it's a great platform and a great thing we've done. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Um, and, and who knows, you know, I, I think the farther down the line I get, those stories get more interesting you know, and, you know, hopefully I can get in an NFL locker room and, and we can tell some even better stories, you know, and, and that would be really cool. And, and that's definitely a possibility. You guys find yourselves at the point where you, there, there's so many things you'd, you'd like to talk about that you don't have enough time to do it in your hour or hour and 10 or whatever you do. There's yeah. certainly. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, I was saying we've certainly had um, some of those. I always remember we've had something that we weren't uh, short of conversation with. We had the baseball guys, Kyle Perry and Jackson Hallmark, come on. And we had to divide that into two episodes because they just kept on talking. It was awesome. But we were in the recording studio. We had a recording for over two hours. And See that? We, I, I, didn't, I didn't want any more information out of them at that point. I yeah. was just like, at the end, I was like, my, we, I don't think me and you were saying anything. They were just talking. <laughs> we're like, all right, we're not asking questions anymore. <laughs> like they just kept going. <laughs> I will tell you, having spent a lot of time in major league uh, clubhouses, um, baseball players aren't all that interesting. So congratulations. Um, uh, many of them are, but, but not all of them are as interesting uh, as those guys were. Of course, they're sports media majors. So what are you going to do, right? They, yeah, they want to yeah. go off in the world and, and do that kind of stuff. So
right. So as you know, I am a trained journalist and uh, have practiced the craft for most of my adult life since um, I was younger than you guys are. So Adrian, I'm going to ask you this as a trained journalist. Um, how difficult was it for you to manage the programming with your coaches and your teammates when you started doing the show? Because occasionally you would say some things that that you do say some things that might be uh, interpreted in, in, in more than one way. Yeah. I, I actually did not run into any issues. Um, they were open to it and honestly encouraged it. And I was at Nebraska and even here at K state, it, it's never been an issue, which has been awesome. I think they recognize the importance of it um, and that it's a unique platform, unique opportunity for me and something that I enjoy doing. I've, I've tried to make sure that um I don't stir the pot too much. I'm not there to, to generate controversy or talk bad about coaches or certain things like that. I think I had the wherewithal to, to, to stay away from. Um, and, and that would be their biggest concern was always, you know, like, let's try not to speak negatively about the program. Let's, you know, some things that I, I just view as common sense. So again, uh, the journalist hat is on here. Um, have you, how was your, how was your relationship with coach Frost and how did it change when you decided to go someplace else? Mm. Yeah, well, we'll see down the line, you know, um, there were a lot of things that we went through and experienced together, lots of ups and downs that I think we could both recognize. Um, and that's just part of the game, part of college football and, you know, whether it was, me being benched, you know, I was his first recruit to me ultimately deciding to leave. Um, there are a lot of shared experiences and I have no doubts that in time, that relationship will still be there right now. I'm not, you know, calling him like, Hey, like, how's it going? It's, it's not, I, I don't think that he has things he has to do. There's things I have to do and we're on separate paths right now. So um, I'll definitely be intrigued and I'll always follow his career and, you know, the teams that he's coaching. If you had to do it over again, would you play with a bad shoulder and with a broken jaw? <laughs> yeah, um, you would, I, would. Huh? I would. Yeah, because that's just it's a decision I made and I have no regrets about it. I wanted to follow through and, and I to this day, you know, I, I had a lot of faith in that team and what we were capable of doing. And, you know, as a leader and as uh, a quarterback and fan of the game and, and all that, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I wanted to play and I wanted to make the most of that experience. I, I'll never get that year back. And, you know, it's a hell of a story. And that, in my opinion, is still a little bit undertold. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't change things. Well, let's tell it right here then. This is a perfect place to tell that story. Thank you. <laughs> no, uh, so it was completely your decision to play with those injuries. Is that how it works? I, I'm always a little confused about who decides when you go out to play in a football game when you have a broken jaw. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, ultimately it was left up to me. Uh, it, it was, you know, season ending surgery uh, or, or play you know, play with the way we were handling it, which was screws in my mouth, um, rubber banding my mouth shut. And, you know, I know at that point, our backs were against the wall. Um, and I felt a deep responsibility to the team, to the coaches, to myself, to get it done, to find a way to play. And it wasn't easy. And my parents obviously were concerned about my health and I was concerned about my health. It's something that I'll obviously have to deal with for the rest of my life. And that is, you know, my jaw and however that proceeds down the line, but um, it was my decision and, you know, it, it's tough. It, it's like anything else, you know, they said they wouldn't hold anything against me if I decided not to play. And I, and I believe that, but I think just human nature, of course they wanted me to play. You know, I think that's just how it goes. And uh, I wanted to, luckily. So we were on the same page. Isn't there still a macho, macho, macho factor about football, though, that says you got to go out there and you got to get on the field. And and if you can get on the field, you have to get there. That's still in the game, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, football is a, 
as masculine of a sport as it gets. You know, it's a violent game and you, you're in shoulder pads and helmets and you're bashing against each other. You know, it's, it is what it is. And yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of embrace that. And I think the guys and the coaches loved it. And I would be lying to you if I said like, Hey, I was like, all right, that's enough. That's an added push for me to keep going on this journey. Cause it wasn't easy, you know, it, and those hits definitely didn't feel great on the, on the jaw. <laughs> yeah. Adrian Martinez, now quarterback at Kansas State, former University of Nebraska quarterback, four-year starter for the Huskers, and Jeff Ekstrom, native of Kearney, Nebraska, which, for the record, isn't that small a town by Nebraska standards. You want to talk about small towns, look up the population of my hometown, okay? Um, and uh, he is, uh, both are just uh, graduated in the last year uh, from the University of Nebraska. They do a podcast together called Athletes Unfiltered. Now, Jeff, you're doing a podcast with Adrian, who's trying to keep this broken jaw from everybody, and he's showing up at press conferences, and the, the crack reporters in Nebraska haven't figured out that he's got a broken jaw. How do you, as the co-host of the podcast, handle this situation when you know some things are just verboten? Yeah, well, it was interesting. Um, so I think it was like a, Adrian, like a week after something like that it was late September that's all I remember and um when obviously I watched all the games up to that point but didn't know that Adrian broke his jaw and I get a call uh like on a Tuesday or something and it's Adrian I'm like what's up buddy and he's like so I have a broken jaw and I'm going through rehab and I'm just going through hell right now I don't know if it's the best to record I'm like you broke your jaw dude yeah go ahead take take all the time you need man i mean i'm not you probably can't speak much on a podcast when you have a broken jaw so um and obviously kept it didn't tell anyone had to keep it down low because at that point no one else knew um until obviously that became public at the ohio state game but um it was interesting just uh sitting on that and just being like dude broke your jaw i mean damn um but no, yeah, so we stopped recording at that point and paused um, until later on, I think not until like January, but because at that point we had been recording, uh, we had back recorded our interviews at that point when we were recording like live intros to catch up on what was happening with the games recently and just everything like that. But after that, we just paused recording and just kind of let things simmer down with the rest of football season. How did you keep it from people, Adrian? How do you how do you not let something like that out? How does it work? Yeah, so it was definitely a process. You know, we when it came to media stuff, I would take out the rubber bands. I would try not to smile. Um, little things like that to keep people from seeing the screws. Only the team knew, um, and I kept the inner circle really tight. You know. My grandparents didn't know, but my mom and dad did. Um, just limiting the amount of people that knew about it and just proceeded on. Didn't I read a sort of famous um, um, inter, uh, exchange you had with your grandmother or your grandfather and called and said, you had a broken jaw and I didn't know that. Is that true? They called you and said <laughs> after they heard about it, is that right? Yeah. 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 They called me and let me know, you know, like what, like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, obviously grandparents very concerned, but I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, we, I'm managed. You guys didn't notice. So it was all right. <laughs> How was the journalist journalist and you Jeff um, in, in dealing with this? Uh, it was interesting, but obviously, I think obviously I didn't spoil anything or whatnot. And I think um, that was better for everybody if that happened, because obviously a broken jaw, that's a very personal injury. And that was something that I think that was solely on Adrian to disclose and not anybody else's. So that wasn't my responsibility to disclose or say anything about it. Um, but it was just interesting just knowing that and knowing the context of seeing Adrian play every Saturday, having that broken jaw. Um, it just gave me a different perspective, but um, obviously that was an injury that um, that was not my responsibility to disclose or anything. And that was all up to Adrian. So this is a lingering issue too, Adrian, you said you still have some issues with it. Well, it's, 
supposed to fuse back together after six months. I don't know how long it's been. It might be that time now, but I mean, it's, there's some popping, some clicking. I think a lot of people have that. So it is what it is, but yeah, I'm going to go in and, you know, see the orthodontist, see the dentist and get regular checkups. That's just uh, how it goes. So I think you're being heroic here. I'm not sure a lot of people have clicking and uh, uh, whatever the noises are in their, in their jaw. So good, good, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> So how is the health now? Are, uh, are you in full motion in Manhattan right now? I am. I am. I'm feeling good. You know, it always feels good to be 100% healthy. You know, my shoulder's back where it needs to be, and I'm full go in workouts, uh, whether it's on the field or in the weight room. So um, just in the full swing, swing of things. What do you learn about yourselves and who you are uh, by sharing um, who you are with the world um, 60 or 70 minutes at a time? I know that seems sort of an existential question and it's intended to, but um, I, to preface that, I am a believer that you learn so much about yourself <clears throat> when you sit down and talk <laughs> about matters. So I'll start with you, Jeff, since Adrian's been doing a lot of talking, a lot of let him rest his jaw. Um, uh, what do you learn about yourself um, in these kinds of um, conditions? Well, I think in these, just doing the podcast is more um, kind of sealed the thing about myself and how much I'm a sucker for storytelling. Because every time we do a podcast, I'm just sucked into and captivated by all of these guys' stories because i mean these are professional and collegiate athletes they're sometimes going through hell uh with playing these sports and they're opening up to you on a very human level of what it's like to go through something that not a lot of the population does um and i think for me uh it's really brought into my perspective of being able to divide the player uh divide the human from the athlete in front of the player because uh, beforehand I just knew uh, like Adrian and everyone else just as athletes but being able to sit down with them and talk about all this stuff has really allowed me to divide the player and the person and I think that's really opened my eyes to a lot of things about the sports world um, and it's been really kind of yeah perspective changing it's been awesome because I think that's benefited me in a lot of ways when interviewing different athletes and just going about um my daily life and my job as a journalist yeah i uh you know i i hadn't really thought about that that question before it you know got my gears turning a little bit and um you know i'll say when i started the podcast it was it's still fun but it was just about having fun with my buddies and i didn't know the kind of the inner purpose behind it and you know, I, I think now I feel really strongly about athletes having a voice and being able to share their story. And I, I view things from a totally different light, you know, because I was, you know, a sports sports junkie growing up. I, I loved watching the 30 for 30s. I love watching the 60s, the, the documentaries. I eat that stuff up because I feel like I'm getting, um, you know, a different perspective on these athletes that I didn't know. You get to see a personal side of them. And I want that for myself. I want that for the athletes that we interview, um, for people to see them as more than the athlete, to see that they have this whole life, you know, in the past, in the present, and what they're trying to do in the future that is, in my opinion, so much greater than what they may or may not have accomplished on the field. So do you now consider yourself, Adrian, a, a storyteller? Hmm. Uh, I think I'm, I'm still an amateur storyteller, you know, I'm still getting there, you know, I, I, uh, maybe not yet, but down the line. But the stories are being told and that, and that's the, the, the good thing about it, that, that the stories are being told. Um, do you, you know, one of the things that when I first moved here five years ago, I thought was inexplicable and it still is to me that the journalists sit around and listen to the radio shows of the head coach and of the athletic director and of the volleyball coach and then they report about it 
do the journalists listen to your program and report about the kinds of things that are said and discussed on your program, on your podcast? At K-State? Here, yeah, either way, either in Lincoln or at K-State. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's still happening at, in Nebraska, but I don't think they do it as much at, at K-State. You know, it's funny. I think people are still very much interested about what I have to say about Nebraska for some reason, even though I'm not there. Uh, <laughs> that is just the nature, I guess, of being in Nebraska. Um, and there's a lot of people covering uh, Nebraska athletics. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I think the first episode back uh, after Adrian transferring was huge. Um, but yeah, every now and then I'll see an article about what uh, what we said and what Adrian said in the podcast. Obviously, I think it's calmed down a little bit, um, but there are certainly yeah, aspects of it in a saturated market that is Nebraska. Um, they're always going to try to talk about something um that may not be so related to Nebraska football. I mean, they like Nebraska media likes to reach with certain stuff when they want to talk about things. So Adrian, you say something like that. You mentioned the first, the first podcast you did after you decided to, to go to Kansas state, right? You go in the portal and you go to Kansas state and the journalists were very interested. Now, when they listen to that, do they, do that then get on the phone and call you? Do they call you up personally? You know, do they have that kind of access to you? Uh, would they, should they, and would you like them to do that? Mm. Well, I guess it'd be unfair of me almost to expect them not to report on, on that podcast specifically and that the one that preceded that, but um, they don't, they don't reach out to me or call me, but I don't know if I would answer it. You know, I, I feel like it's, it's more like I'm telling what I want to be told on this podcast and, you know, do with it what you will, I suppose. Um, which I don't know, better or worse. That's just the way I've, I've sort of looked at it. Now, Jeff, you were uh, employed at the Lincoln Journal star. Did those guys come knocking on your door or call you up and say, uh, tell me a little bit more about that. And if so, how did you react to that? <laughs> no. Um, Why not? What are they doing? I Who was, are they? I was actually very surprised from the minute it was announced that I was doing a podcast with Adrian that I didn't hear a word from anybody at the Journal Star. Everyone like knew, but I it may be a thing where maybe our sports editor at the time was like, hey, we're just not going to touch this at all since it's kind of a conflict of interest with me being employed there. So, uh, but no, surprisingly, no one talked about it with me at all and questioned it or anything. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, let me put you on the spot again, Adrian, if I may. Um, yeah. What is your relationship with the, the press, the media in Nebraska? How would you characterize that? Yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely been up and down, I would say. And as an athlete, I do my best to not see the things written about me. Um, but that's, it's human nature and I do engage on social media. So I do see some things from time to time. And uh, I'd be lying if I said I, you know, like some of that stuff I just, I didn't like, you know, it, it hurt to see. And that's a part of it, I guess, you know, part of it for the, for the likes, for the engagement. And sometimes I think that's the stuff that drives me nuts is when it's clickbait, you know, with, with some BS headline and it's like, all right, like, what are we doing? And, and I don't know, this is part of why I don't necessarily consider myself a, a professional uh, when it comes to um, the journalism world. But, you know, what is the conscious like when you write some of these things, when you're writing about college athletes? Like, is it, do you think about, like, do the, I wonder if they think about me when they write some of the things that they write, you know? Or is it just like, I have to do this because it's my job and this is the story and this is the engagement, you know, is that like a line? I, mean, I guess I'm sort of asking you, is that a line right. that they think about and that they have to walk? Well, it should be. Uh, one of the things that should separate the professional journalist from either non-professionals or people who don't do it is, is empathy is okay. Put myself in your shoes. I'm going to write something that's critical about Adrian Martinez. Okay. Um, 
you know, to be to be fair, you could say, okay, uh, there wasn't there was a turnover in the fourth quarter, and let me understand how that happened or what was the decision process. What we should do as professionals is, if we're going to write something really critical, that we should get you on the phone or we should chase you down and say, Adrian, this is what I saw. Coach Frost, this is what I saw. Can you please explain to me what exactly happened? Because this is what I saw. And I think the disconnect sometimes happens, especially in programs that keep the media at, at arm's length, is that you don't get the opportunity to develop those relationships as much as you need to. So you can say, Adrian, tell me, help me explain what happened here, or Cam Jurgens, or Jojo Doman, or it doesn't have to be Adrian Martinez, whoever it is. So understand that. And I think what happens is when you don't get the kind of really personal relationship building that you cannot get close enough to get real answers to really important questions. That makes sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. And it's difficult. And I understand why. This is a nutty place, as long as I'm on my soapbox. This is a nutty place. This is a state of less than 2 million people and more people covered Nebraska football than ever covered the San Francisco 49ers in all the years I covered the San Francisco 49ers. It's crazy. The 49ers won five Super Bowls in 14 years and never got the number of people. Now, as you know, um, Adrian living in California, just the massive numbers of people makes it on a much different, grander scale. Even yeah. in Fresno, Fresno is a bigger city than almost all cities um, you know, in the country, except the big cities in California, right? It is a yeah. big city. So the scale is nuts here. It's crazy, right? So I understand they have to limit the access. But I know when I covered the 49ers, and I'll, I'll end this diatribe in a minute here. When I covered the 49ers, there were times when Steve Mariucci would just call the reporters into his office, turn off your microphones, put your pen and paper down. This is all off the record. And we just talked about what's going on with the football team. So on Sunday, when you see something happen on Sunday, you had a much clearer view of what was going on. The guy's got a bit of a sore knee or he's concerned about his position or whatever. And famously, Bill Parcells, who was a bit of a red ass, if I can use that term, as a, as a football coach, right? He did this all the time with the guys who showed up on Saturdays for, for the, just a walkthrough on Saturdays in the NFL. The guys who showed up, the newspaper people, the radio people, he would do the same thing and sit down with them either in his office or somewhere. And I was told this by a guy who participated in these. And it was the same thing. Turn off your microphones, put down your pads. Let me just tell you what's going on in this football team. So on Sunday with the NFL and on Saturday in college football, those of us who are reporting on the game have an idea of what to look for and what to see so we can report on it much better. I feel like that doesn't happen here. I really do. And uh, I think that would be better for everybody, including the consumer. We talked earlier about um, starting this podcast and you didn't really do it as a money-making enterprise. But at some point you realized maybe there is something to be made here. And then you get a call from a professional media company that wants to uh, to put you under their umbrella. Jeff, explain to me how that, that happened, would you please? Yeah, so it was a really funny story. So um, me along with Alec and his partner, uh, um, we went to a 4th of July party um, in the summer of 2021. And I go there and it's um, one of the first people that I meet, Alec introduces me to this guy named Nick. Um, Nick Kastner is his name. And we get to talking and Alec mentioned saying, hey, yeah, he does a podcast with Adrian called Athletes Unfiltered. And Nick's like, his eyes perk up and he's like, oh, really? Well, funny enough, I work for a podcast company called Heard At, um, Heard At Podcast, Heard At Media. And we just get to talking at the party just about how, what podcasts we like, how we like to run them and everything like that. And we're like, let's put a pit on this and let's get coffee later. So fast forward about a week after that party, we get coffee together. We just keep talking about life and podcasts and everything. He's like, 
do you want me to start a dialogue about potentially hop on board? Um, and I'm like, yeah, I certainly would. Because at that point, with NIL being passed, Adrian and I had started exploring sponsorship opportunities and just partnering with different companies. Um, and so we thought her that I've heard of her that in the past, they've done some great stuff. And so we decided to take a meeting. Um, and we met at like Nick's grandparents apartment and downtown Lincoln. Uh, we met with Nick, Sasha Durkin, who's our showrunner, um, and then Chris Gorman, who's also uh, the vice president of Herat Media. And uh, we talked with them about our vision of the podcast, where we want to go with it, um, and what they would bring to the table. And we, after the meeting, we both thought it was a great fit. And they've been an awesome partner uh, with us through the back half of season one and now with uh, season two. And it's been a great, great partnership. Uh, we work with Sasha a lot and she's awesome. Um, and they're just overall a great company with a lot of great people. So Adrian, how does that change the way you guys approach doing this now that you're under the umbrella of a professional media company? Yeah, I think it's made it uh, a much more professional production and it's definitely taken some responsibilities off of Jeff's shoulders and and made the process a lot easier, you know, which is a good thing. They've made our jobs easier. So where do you guys want to go from here? Uh, Adrian, you're going to play football at, at Manhattan, Kansas, and some other beautiful spots in the middle of the country and elsewhere in the, in the next year. And, uh, and Jeff, so let's start with you. Um, uh, Adrian, I know you'd like to play in the NFL, but beyond that, what, what would you like to do in life? Yeah, so I have aspirations to continue to be a part of the game, you know, one way or the other. So I, I want to maybe get involved in the front office um, at an NFL organization. Uh, ultimate goal would be a, a general manager. And so that, that is my number one aspiration right now outside of playing in the NFL. So you've seen the way general managers get treated in the media. How, why in the world do you want to do that? Oh, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I'm good. <laughs> you've I'm take, prepped. You've taken all the slings and arrows. You're ready for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff, how about you? What, what, what do you want to do when you grow up? Well, first, Adrian, uh, when you get hired as a GM, just make sure you hire me as your director of communications or lead play-by-play uh, -play broadcaster for the team. That's all I ask. But um, I, I'm not entirely sure. This is a weird point um, in my life, too, because um, I my, my view has kind of broadened a little bit in terms of the sports media world. I've liked writing. I've liked really like doing podcasts and I've liked doing broadcasting. Uh, but I think maybe I've set my eyes on my maybe being a big time uh, sports talk show host in like a big radio market. Uh, I know that would be fun. Uh, but right now, I mean, doing stuff with podcasts would be fun, like sports documentary podcasts, uh, like 30 for 30. Um, so really, I'm kind of broadening my field a little bit, but there's a lot of exciting stuff uh, that I'd be willing to try and open to doing. So going into those respective businesses, what then have you learned from doing this podcast together that might make you a professional in whatever area you'd like to go into? I'll start by saying definitely interviewing skills, being able to interview all these different type of athletes and get to know their tics and kind of how to get them talking a little more um, and kind of changing the way I phrase questions and whatnot. So I think definitely interviewing skills has definitely been a really cool aspect that I've been able to grow. Yeah. And, and for myself, you know, I've, I've gotten to see more of the, the journalistic perspective um, as opposed to just being the athlete. So I, I can have a bit more understanding of, of why we ask certain questions, the things we're trying to know and uh, you know, storytelling as we alluded to earlier. And I think there's a real value, isn't there, in always trying to understand the other side of whatever we're doing. Adrian, if you play in the NFL or you're a general manager in the NFL or both, um, then you kind of will have an idea of where some of these people are coming from, what they're digging for, what they're after, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And uh, that's been... It's been a good learning experience for me and I'm going to continue down that path, but yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely opened my eyes a bit in that regard. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, I'm happy that I played a very small role in getting you guys together and I'm, I'm impressed with, and I'm proud of the work you guys do. 
and I know it will continue to get better no matter how long you do it. And uh, congratulations on all your um, past, current, and future successes. Thank you. Thank you so much, John. And when we send um, young people out into the world, and you know, I wasn't a college professor my entire life. I was a sport broadcaster for most of my adult life. But in this business um, of, of teaching and college and mentoring and, and helping people um, fly out of the nest <laughs> and fly away from us, I'm, I'm always impressed with uh, what young people take away from what we have to offer because much of it is what they put into it. And you guys have put so much into this um, opportunity that you've been given to go to college and to play sports and to broadcast and do those things. And I will say that, and I'm not pandering to anyone, that I'm, I'm very proud of what you guys have done and how you've grown and how you've matured. And I know things are gonna go very well for you guys in life and thanks. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you so much, John. We really do appreciate it. Jeff Ekstrom and Adrian Martinez, graduates of the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and co-hosts of Athletes Unfiltered podcast. Adrian now at Kansas State and Jeff is off to do something um, soon and, uh, and a well-publicized one would expect. I'm John Schrader and this is Watch the Media.